Hello and welcome to Bygones, the Ally McBeal rewatch podcast. I'm Laura Jane Parker. And I'm Elder Parker. And we rewatch every episode of Ally McBeal through 2019 eyes. No, late 2019 eyes. Late 2019 eyes. <laughs> Makes it sound like they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> they're not dead yet. Yeah. Still got some life in them. <laughs> they're coming to the end of their lifespan. Have you ordered our 2020 vision? Yet? Of course, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah organised as always. Okay, good. I'm looking forward to those bad boys. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we're, we're nearly at the end of season two. Yeah, mm. I know. So, uh, we are today looking at season two, episode 21. 21. 21, The Green Monster. The Green Monster? Yeah. Isn't it The Green Eyed Monster? Yes, that's always how I've heard it, but not in Ali Mobile Land. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently not. So, The Green Monster first aired 10th of May 1999. We interrupt this program for Eleanor's cultural stuff. Brought to you by the 90s, the decade more problematic than it looks. They actually have a lot. The cultural stuff. So nothing was happening in May? Not much. Um, UK number one is still Westlife with Swear It. Swear It again. again Even though I still maintain Ah! it should be called Swear It all over again rather than Swear It again. But but nobody cared about that. Hey. Anyway. No. No one does. As long as they got up off of their stools to do a key change, (laughs) everyone was happy. Everyone cheered. Everyone was happy. Okay. Um, US number one. Yeah. The artist is Ricky Martin. Live la vida loca. She's into new sensations. Voodoo dolls. Voodoo dolls? Yeah. I got premonition. That girl gonna make me fall. <laughs> 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 I love that song. It's a great song. Yeah. It's a great song. Did you see him in um, the American uh, crime... Is it American Crime Story? Today. About Giovanni... Um, not Giovanni. Yeah, Giovanni... Uh, Versace. Versace. No. He's in it. Ricky Martin as is in actor. it. As or an actor. Yeah, as an actor. No, <laughs> as an actor, he plays um, Versace's, like... like uh, Life partner. Oh, okay. In it, yeah. and he is really good. Is he? Like, oh, good I for him. Did not know he could act so no, well. I thought like, he was just a singer. Because wasn't he in Menudo back in the day? In what? <laughs> is it Menudo? What's the name of that boy band that you got all icked out about when they mentioned it on Ali McBeal? When Tracy mentioned Menudo. it on Ali McBeal? Oh, I, di- I don't know about that. Hang on, let me. I have no this. idea. I didn't know that if, if that is the case. Uh, Ricky Martin. I love the way that his actual name is Enrique Morales, but he was like, nope, Ricky Martin. That's what I'm going to call myself. No one's going to care about my actual Puerto Rican oh, name God. in the Western market. Oh, oh it's bless depressing. Isn't it's it? really depressing. So, yeah, he was in Menudo at 12. Wow, okay, I had no idea. He was in Menudo, because Tracy mentioned Menudo last season, and you looked them up and had never heard of them, and were like, this is outrageous. Disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) But Tracy is citing them as 
something to put oh, up yeah, yeah, yeah. when they're tiny children. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he began his career at the age of 12 with Menudo and he was in the group for five years wow. in the 90s. Um, but then began went solo in 91. Okay. But he was an actor because he was in, um, in 94, he was on General Hospital playing a Puerto Rican singer. So obviously <laughs> not too much of a stretch, but um, yeah. No, well, he is like, he's really, truly fantastic Ooh. in uh, the Versace. Antonio uh, D'Amico. Yeah, that's the name of his character in Versace. Yeah, no. It was American really Crime good. Story. Yeah, because yeah. no, it's like the second season. Yeah. Because uh, the first was the O.J. Simpson. Yeah, I watched the O.J. Simpson yeah. one. That was one with Ross Schwimmer. Not yeah. Ross Schwimmer. <laughs> David, David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. Yes. <laughs> Schwimmer. And Cuba Gidding Jr. Yes. Yeah, O.J. Yeah, yeah, I watched yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I should watch the Versace it, one. The Versace yeah. one is great. Okay. And, and Ricky Martin is really good in it. Yeah, also has Penelope Cruz as uh, Donatella Versace. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's really good. Good. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Um, also, the last thing I have is, uh, which is related to Ali McBeal, actually. Oh. Um, 14th of May, A Midsummer Night's Dream is released, Ooh. starring Kevin Klein, Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. Rupert Everett, Stanley Tucci, Calista Flockhart. I remember when this came out and being like, I really want to watch this because I love Ali McBeal yes. and in it, but I never did see it. Yeah. Did, no, did you see I it? think I did at a later date rent it. So you've seen see it. it? I think I have. I've never seen it. I think I have seen it. It's very see- weird because it's Shakespeare and American accents. <laughs> Yeah, but that's like, isn't that like, they've done loads of shit. Oh yeah, they have, they have, yeah. Like, um, it's just, it it can just sound a bit odd sometimes. Do you think we should watch that as, uh, you know, on our John Cage tier on Patreon, John Cage and Richard Fish, Mm. you get a live stream every other month from us. Um, The last one we did was uh, watching the Barry White episode of um, Annie McBeal. I wonder if we could do Midsummer Night's Dream for our next one. I'm sure we could, like, track it down somewhere. Like, um, and watch it. So if you guys want to watch Midsummer Night's Dream with us, Subscribe We're starring our, Calista Flockhart. Yeah, subscribe to our Patreon um, and at John Cage level or above, and you are welcomed with yeah. open arms. Because they have like Calista Flockhart and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, right. So it's they like... lived E. Kelly's wet dream. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's all I have. Uh, well, there you go. I guess. Uh, Everyone was just busy. It was, yeah. I, I chilling out in yeah, May. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, the back end of May is a bit more action packed. Yeah, okay. that's a bit well, more. We'll stay tuned for that in future yes. episodes. Little <laughs> teaser for you. Um, okay, so let's crack into the green monster. Mm-hmm. So we open with John walking through the complex, snapping his fingers, feeling <laughs> himself. Um, and he bumps into Nell coming the other way and she's really pleased to see him and they have a little flirty flirt where they she have a really cute moment. So cute, so cute. Um she's Yeah, because last episode is when they finally got to get <laughs> 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 
they did. So um, yeah, this is post post sex, post sexy time. <laughs> Not right. literally, like the ne- like a few days later, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, she's uh, they're having a flirt, yeah, and he's yeah. saying that he's just gargled because he likes to open each trial with some fresh breath, and then Nell says that she's using a toothpaste that's really strong and makes your tongue tingle, and he's like, makes your tongue tingle, and there's all this like magic music because they like to kiss. <laughs> Um, and she says, feel the tingle. And John goes, not on my tongue. And it's like, oh, John. <laughs> but then their moment's kind of cut short because we hear a growl, a Ling yeah. growl, and we turn around and Ling is standing there. And Ling is not happy. She's like, this is an office place. People shouldn't be happy. Um, and what exactly do you see in him besides the top of his head, which oh, I found was Ling. an unnecessary thing. Completely dip. unnecessary. And now basically tries to drag her off um, to be like, you know, let's get coffee. Like, yeah. shut up. Um, and she tells John to call her later, pulls Ling away towards the elevator. And John watches them go. <laughs> and to himself, although Ali, we see Ali behind him behind in him. the shop. Yeah. And he hasn't noticed. Uh, but he says to himself, what well, does she see in me? I'm a love machine, baby. That's what she sees. L-O-V-E machine. (laughs) And I was like, isn't this the same gag slash line as Bruce Willis did when he was in Friends in season six? Where he's like, I'm a love machine. (laughs) That's what it made me think. But that didn't happen until 2000. So this was first. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I just thought that was really funny. (laughs) Like friends take it on and on. Yeah, but like, they do. It was interesting when he did this sort of line. I the, I immediately thought of that. Bruce Willis yeah, and friends, yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, I wonder if someone saw this who was on the writing team and thought, well, we can do this, but better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Maybe, yeah, it was yeah. Funny. Um, but yeah. Anyway, then John turns around and sees Ali, and there's this sound effect of a car breaking to a halt. And yeah. John's like Ali, and Ali's like John, or is it Mister Machine? <laughs> And John does this smile therapy smile. But then he kind of like nods in like a pleased way. Yeah. Like he's like, yeah. Yeah, that, that's me. It me. Mr. Machine. Yeah. It me. <laughs> Mr. L Machine. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're in titles. So, you know, I'm pleased for John and Nell. Oh, no, same here. I, I got really it love on. it. Yeah. It's and, good. you know, Ling, what a complete hypocrite about. Ling's the worst. Like they are, quote unquote, fingering each other's knee pits and fingers all over the place <laughs> fingering each other's fingers <laughs> it's just like not cool to be doing that which is way more explicit, explicit and inappropriate than having a little kiss on yeah the floor. yeah and it was a proper like it was although they do speak about you tingling. know tongues tingling and not that, down there uh, yeah <laughs> that that like kiss was not with tongue it was, it was very completely chased yeah like so yeah like Fine. you can get off your high horse thing yeah <laughs> piss off um so after titles we're straight into some work business so a female client who we later learn is body Mannix is talking with richard and john and she's played by an actress called christine Esterbrook who I recognised as playing Martha Huber in Desperate Housewives. Oh, I knew I recognised yeah. her, but I couldn't think why. Yeah, she has been in lots of shows. Yeah, I'm sure she has. But that was the thing that I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's why Okay, yeah. Um, but basically, she's mad and saying she's not going to settle, um, and Richard is saying that he understands her, and then he goes to finger her wattle. <laughs> 
And she swats him away <laughs> and actually whacks him on the arm. And I was like, thank you. Like, yeah, I was like, right good reaction. for you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and she just turns around and says, do you understand? Like, have you experienced infidelity, Mr. Fish? And Richard's like, many times, though not as the victim. And it's like, great. It's not helpful. <laughs> um, John then steps in and says, um, you should probably settle now. And Bonnie's like, no, I want to hurt him like I want to make this as difficult as possible if he beats me he beats me but I'm not going to surrender basically Mm. and she says I want you both to be everything people hate about lawyers (laughs) and John looks really baffled but Richard what? Richard Richard is smiling like ah thank god do you know what I mean? Um, and John's saying, no, there's a chance our, our counterclaim could get thrown out. And she's like, no, I'm not settling. And she walks it off. Storms off. And then John and Richard, like, follow. And they pass Ling, who is distracted because she can hear music playing. And it's a tune called It's Over by Boz Skaggs again. <laughs> um, and Ali is just, like, singing along at the top of her voice. Yeah, she's playing music really loudly in her office and singing very loudly alongside with yeah. her. And Ling just looks really annoyed. With her door wide open. Yeah, she looks really annoyed. She goes to Ali's office where, as you say, she's singing along to this boombox right on her desk with her door wide open. And then Ali looks up as she hears this uh, Ling growl. And Ling is there, like, massaging her temples like she can't (laughs) think straight. And Elaine's in the background. Did you notice that Elaine's she's got got her finger in her ear while she's she's on on the phone? phone, Yeah, Yeah, because she can't hear, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, And Ali switches off the music when she sees Ling and asks if she can help her. And Ling's like, yeah, I'm looking for an aspirin. Loud, bad music gives me a headache. Do you have any? And Ali's like, no, Ling, I don't. And Ling's like, why are you doing this? And Ali's like, doing what? And Elaine starts to come in at this point behind Ling. And Ling says, playing all these songs about things being over. Did your bad therapist tell you to? (laughs) And Ali's like, I just, I like Boz Skaggs. And Elaine, like, mouths something in Ling's ear. And Ali's like, I like Boz Skaggs! (laughs) I kind of like that we appear to have got past the Ling and Elaine Mm -hmm. animosity since they worked together on the swing dance. I'm really pleased about that as well. Like, I was up to my ears with that and I was not having it. So it's nice to see them... Because they actually have more in common yeah. than they think. They actually get along quite well. Yeah. yeah. So no. I like that as well. Did you notice Callista Flockhart sounded like she had a terrible sore throat in this scene? Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a couple Scratchy. of scenes in, in, this, in this episode where yeah. you're like, oh, I bet you were feeling really shit that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, Your yeah. voice sounds awful. Well, luckily she's sort of playing having to play someone feeling a bit shit so yeah. I guess it kind of goes, <laughs> yeah. but yeah it must have been not fun to film no I can't imagine it's great fun if you're an actor and you then come down with the flu yeah like you're still gonna have to go sit in that yeah. makeup chair and and do work yeah like, yeah hard. and act like yeah yeah um so new scene um the judge is um having this kind of pre-trial meeting with the two lawyers on the side of this Bonnie Mannix case so um Walsh it's Judge Walsh and he's telling um John that they can't sue a husband for emotional distress and John's saying no but he's suing suing her and Walsh is like for malicious destruction of property your his distress claim comes from that your claim is from infidelity and you can't bring that because it's a no-fault state and John's saying well my point is our claim is a, our claim is a counterclaim to his action 
And the opposing counsel is like, well, yeah, but she destroyed my client's possessions. Like, it's that's allowed. You're allowed to sue for that. And John's like, yeah, but in response to his cheating. And the opposing counsel's like, but you can't sue a spouse for cheating, but you can sue them for vandalism. vandalism. And Walsh says, basically, he agrees with the opposing counsel. Yeah. Like, you can't counterclaim because it's infidelity. Um, so we're only going to trial on the original claim in the first place on yeah. this destruction of property thing. And then John goes... You disappoint me, Your Honour. I'd always considered you special. And Walsh is just not amused. Well, this is a line that John tried to use on Whippo and it yeah. wasn't successful then. No. So I don't know why he thinks George... Uh, George? I don't know why he thinks Judge Walsh would be more amenable. If there's any word you can use to describe Judge Walsh, amenable is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, he's not someone you don't... You never get the impression that he's someone that would be easily won over with flattery. He's like, never going to say the words, I'll go on there. You know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, he can see through your bullshit, John. Like, oh, nice try. So funny. Anyway, he's like, bring in the jewellery. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, so Ali is still in her office, still singing along, this time to a song called um, So Very Hard To Go by a band <laughs> called Tower of Power. And Ling comes in and just stands in the doorway just shaking her damn head. And <laughs> Ali doesn't notice, but then Ling comes in and slams the door and Ali switches the music off again. And Ling's like, look, you're obviously trying to sing yourself over somebody. It's not my business and it's certainly not in me to care, but I might be able to help. Um, and Ali's like, go on, basically. And Ling's like, well, don't take this the wrong way. I own a male escort service. Nothing depraved. It doesn't involve sex. It's a simple escort. Can I just say, this was nearly my objection Ooh. because I was just like, I don't like this framing of sex work as depraved. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And like, like, I uh, know this is a classy, like, thing. Well, a classy choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, although I, I can, I don't actually think Ling would carry the way. I can no. buy that she is just, like framing it this way just Poor to Ali. sell it to Ali yeah, because yeah. Ali would see, see that yeah, as depraved. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, so, but I just was like, oh, I don't like no. the way you're like, no, this is the good sex work or, you know, <laughs> like, and not a, you know, morally ambiguous sex yeah, work. You know, no, it's just really know, like odd framing. It, yeah, it's it's definitely, I think she's definitely playing to that audience. Yeah, now, of, of Ali, yeah. And, but, and then she says something else which is equally problematic. It's basically for beautiful women, believe it or not, <laughs> who need to go to functions or whatever and don't want to get hit on. And Ali's still like, hang on, you own an escort service? And Ling's like, Ali, suppose you just feel like talking, but not to a therapist. Suppose you just feel like going to a nice restaurant, but not with a girlfriend. Suppose you just feel like smiling at a cute guy, but without having to worry about fending off his dumb stick. I can give you that. It certainly beats holding up in your office listening to bull skags. And Ali's like, you, you own, own an, an escort service? <laughs> like, she's really having trouble yeah. with this. And Ling's like, have you not heard anything I've just said? Um, and... And Ling's like, well, who are you trying to forget about here? Greg Butters? You've got it completely backwards. What you should be doing is making it harder for him to forget about you. Make him jealous. It works. He sees you with a great looking guy. It'll make him think twice. Guys get jealous. It's a scientific fact. And um, Ali, Ali looks like she's considering it. Yeah, she she's looks like, interested. And I'm just like, please leave Dr. Butters alone. <laughs> Doesn't deserve any of this bullshit. No, he's, he's happy. He's, he's dating a lovely woman of colour. Like, <laughs> leave him alone. 
<laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm not sure about this. Yeah. So Ali is then at lunch with Renee talking about this proposition that Ling's brought to her. And uh, Renee is shocked that Ali's basically said yes to it. Um, and because she thinks it's stupid hiring a guy to make Greg jealous. Also, can I just say, they're at lunch, right? Yeah, with their big old glasses of wine. Yes, because yeah, yeah. you were saying, like, I a couple of it. episodes ago, yeah. that you were like, no, they don't do boozy lunches, like, they in don't, America. in America. Well, I wonder whether it's different in Boston to, maybe. like, New York or something. Or maybe but I was like, this time, is definitely... Like, <laughs> I was like, this is definitely lunch, and they definitely have big glasses of wine. Yeah, I know, I did think that. I was like, oh, maybe Ali just doesn't care about social etiquette <laughs> in corporate America, but fine. Um, so Renee's like really really like derisive about this whole thing she's just like this is stupid you're hiring guys to make Greg jealous and Ali's saying she's being too logical and Renee's like you shouldn't criticise something you've never tried and Ali's like oh well and she just launches into this um, like speech which is like you want a little logic from me Renee here's some we put in 12 hour days working on our professional lives we agree that a personal life is more important but we don't really work on that I I'm going to apply myself, Renee. I'm going to apply a work ethic to my private life. Which includes renting somebody? I am not excluding anything, and I'm not going to apologize for it. And this isn't about me wanting a man, either. This is about me wanting a partner, okay? A partner to go through life with. And and since I happen to be heterosexual, that limits the field to men. At least if I want to have sex, and I do. I like sex. And if that makes me weak, tough, and I want to be weak. I want a partner. I want sex. I, 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 want, I want a house with furniture. I, I want to have a baby. I want to have all of it. I, I, I want to get fat. I want to wear maternity dresses. I want to stick my legs up in stirrups, take two shots of Pitocin, and spit a little thing right out between my thighs, and then have him suck on my breasts. With Daddy standing right there the whole time pointing the camcorder, okay? That is what I want. And instead of sitting back hoping for it to happen, I'm going to make it happen. You think you can deal with that? And then the whole restaurant is like, well done. Yeah. You've really spoken for women spoken everywhere. Your truth. And Annie looks really surprised and embarrassed at this applause, um, spontaneous applause, but, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Um, so back at the office, Billy walks up to two random extras staring up at something. And he kind of smiles at them and he falls in line to like check out what's making them so happy. (laughs) And the camera pans up from the feet to a head of a woman wearing a dress with a very high thigh slit. Yeah. And it's fucking Georgia looking dope ass. Yeah. And Billy is immediately horrified. Panics. And he runs upstairs, interrupts her conversation with another woman. And in like these really urgent, hushed tones, he's like, Georgia, what are you doing? Well, because the thing is, it's not only is it, it's, it's black, it's got this thigh high slit, and it's also backless. It's like yeah. a halter yeah. neck it's very with, sexy. Like a, with like a deep V. Yeah, cut. yeah, yeah. Like, like it's very, yeah, it is very sexy. And it's just, and she looks fantastic. Yeah. But like, Billy is proper fucking freaking out. Way, when he sees these men obviously checking something out, and he's like, huh, sure, I'll, I'll check it out. out. And then he's like, why am I? Oh, you are the worst. You are truly, completely unsavable. Yeah. <laughs> and and Georgia, to her credit, is like not having any of it. She's like, "What do you think? What do you mean? What am I doing?" And Billy's like, "I mean, with this dress, 
are you kidding? <laughs> and George is like, oh, it's new. Do you like it? And Billy's like, yeah, I like it for catching pneumonia. Are, are you, you on drugs? <laughs> and George is like, Ling designed it. And Billy's like, oh, Ling designed it, did she? How about that Ling? Like, really sarcastic. <laughs> and George is like, what is your problem? Everyone loves it. And she goes to walk off. And Billy's, and Billy's like, I'm like, sure they do. <laughs> and he goes, take it off. Georgia turns around and is like, just tell me to take it off. And Billy's like, I am your husband. Take it off. And this is my objection. Yeah. Because I am like, yeah. and? And? You're yeah. your husband and what? What? Like, you don't own her. And I just want to put a PSA to all wives or any kind of person who has a spouse, to be honest. Just because you are married or, or even, even just, just in a committed relationship, relationship yeah. does not mean you ever, ever, ever have to do what your partner says just by virtue of them saying it as your partner. Like, that's just a universal rule. Yeah, yeah. You have the right to raise your um, concerns as a partner and listen to them, but you do not just because they've used the words, I'm your ex. Not yeah. ex as an ex, but like, <laughs> I'm your partner, I'm your husband, I'm your wife. Just because they've said those words doesn't mean you have to do anything just yes. because of them saying that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And just Billy's like, just thinking that those are the magic words. Like, I'm your husband, take it End off. of discussion, yeah. Like, fuck you. Yeah, like, this is the beginning of the discussion. Our discussion about divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Because you what the fuck, dude? Own your partner. <laughs> no, you, she is not your marriage contract you've signed. She is not your dolly to dress up however you want to when you want to. Like I just yeah, go fuck yourself. But the reason like Billy has acted like this is because he doesn't want Georgia knowing or feeling as hot as she actually is. Yeah. Because then, then she'll it be like, might it's got just, options. Yeah, exactly. It might just fucking dawn on her that she has more options and then just being shackled to this jackass <laughs> for the rest of her life. Right? And it's always these kinds of men, mm-hmm. and it's usually men, mm-hmm. who deep down know that they treat their partners like shit. They're, they're the types of people to do this. Yeah. So Georgia because she's amazing, just takes a beat and then goes, all right. And she just starts unzipping. There and there. <laughs> she starts unzipping it. And Billy's like, what? Why well, did he pee his pants? Because he's like, are you crazy? <laughs> and then she goes, on or off? Your choice. Make it. And it's like, yes, Georgia. I love Georgia so I love much. it. But Good on for a, her. It's so great because I um, love that it goes from this scene into the next scene with the yes. first line of the relationship had been rocky for months. Yeah, well, <laughs> just <right>. like... <laughs> uh, yeah, so exactly. In the courthouse is the very next scene and Mr. Mannix is being questioned by the opposing counsel and he is saying the relationship had been rocky for several months. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, the Greek chorus. Yeah, exactly. The court case mirroring real life. Um, and it turns out they've been married for almost 11 years and what happened on the night in question that's caused this claim to happen is that Mr Mannix describes that he arrived home to see his grand piano suspended from a big crane hanging directly over his antique Porsche. Porsche. Well, he says Porsche, which is how I know he's a wanker. <laughs> it's a fucking Porsche. It's a Porsche. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Everyone else calls it a Porsche. It's just him that's like, no, it's my Porsche. <laughs> um, so, um, 
he thinks that his wife uh, bribed construction workers to hoist the piano up there. And he's like, anyhow, I got home. There she was in the cabin of the thing, acting like a banshee. <coughs> and John objects to the term banshee. Um, and he goes, that's hugely inflammatory. Move for a directive verdict for the defendant, together with costs, punitive damages, plus interest. <laughs> and while she's like... Just stop pulling stunts in my court, please. Yeah. Um, and, and John's like, can I just take a moment? And the Walsh is like, hurry up. And John takes a moment, like yeah. his version of yeah. a moment. And Richard goes <laughs> to take a moment too. Two. And Walsh kind of leans forward being like, what's going on? And Richard's like, oh, he's, he's just taking his moment, Judge. You said he could. And Walsh is like, the moment's over. Move on. <laughs> and John just is still holding his nose, but he sits down, like really discombobulated. <laughs> So the opposing counsel continues questioning and says, what happened next? And um, Mr. Manick says, well, I got out of my car and you see both the piano and the Porsche were antiques. They were the two things that I held dearest in life, which she knew. I pleaded, but she just looked back with this maniacal expression. Then she released the piano. It crushed the car. Everything was demolished. And he looks really teary. And it's like, Jesus Christ, mate. Yeah. Anyway, John crosses... Um, and says, like, where had you been that evening? And he'd been at a party. And John says, yeah, but in fact, you were returning from a liaison with another woman the night your piano met your Porsche. Isn't that right? And he's like, yeah, but destroying properties, not the waiter. And John's like, and the police refused to arrest my client, didn't they? Like, they concluded the property could legally be hers as well. And Mr. Malik is like, but it wasn't. She knew they were my possessions also my most cherished and the most expensive and john's like oh and you would value a car and a piano over the worth of an 11 year marriage and mr mannix is like well it's not that simple and john's like well i'm asking it that simply like you two committed your lives together you ruined that relationship she ruined a car and a piano who did the most damage and mr mannix is like well this lawsuit's about property damage and she did all of it yeah so, Mr. Mannix is truly a bell end. <laughs> He's just a fucking douchebag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Better off shot. Now I kind of understand why Bonnie was so keen to be like, yeah, I don't care how this goes, I just care. want to have my day in court. Yeah, you know? completely, yeah. Um, so, meanwhile, Ali is listening to Bye Bye Baby by the Four Seasons in her office again. Bye Bye Baby. She's not um, singing along, thankfully, but she's <laughs> nodding from side to side quite manically. Um, and then Ling comes in and Ali switches off the music again. And Ling says, I have him. And Ali's like, you brought him here? And Ling's like, I told you I would. He's just... And Ali's like, just give me one second to straighten up my desk <laughs> and there's a gif moment of Ali just like speed primping to yeah like, like she's doing her hair, hair checking her lips and like she's doing it all like yeah. fed up yeah um and then she's like okay and Ling says Kevin and a young handsome man comes around the corner into the room played by a guy called Antonio Sabato Jr who is most well known for a role in General Hospital which is a show that I never watched no. but um, I also found out he's a fucking Trump supporter, so I don't think we need to spend any more time. Oh, really? <laughs> Holy shit. Right? Um, so Ling introduces Ali to him. He's called Kevin Wyatt. Um, Ali is clearly pleasantly surprised by the fact that he actually looks attractive and, like, darts out from behind her desk to shake his hand. Yeah. Um, and Ling says she'll leave them alone, and she leaves. And Kevin says, um, so we need to make a green monster, huh? And Ali's like, what? And he's like, make someone jealous. And that I took as a sign that he, um, English isn't his first accent because... Uh, accent. 
I took that as a sign that English isn't his first language because he's got an Italian accent. The actor is uh, was born in Italy, so I saw that as him being like this European sexy have, stuff like, that doesn't have. Because I didn't notice like any. I thought he sounded American to me. No, he definitely has an Italian. I mean, I don't like Italian American accent. I don't. I mean, I admittedly have like a terrible ear for accents, so maybe it's that. But I really didn't. Yeah, I didn't spot. Well, it's just the fact that we noticed that the title of the, the this episode is The Green Monster, <clears> and it is weird because it is the green-eyed monster. That's yeah. the phrase. And that is the sort of thing that, having had a lot of European friends that English isn't their first language, they, they often um, misspeak little idioms like that yeah. because they get, like, one of the words wrong yeah. or something, and it's, it's amusing. Yeah. This to me read like that especially how Ali was just like huh what and he's like jealous you want to make someone jealous yeah but the thing is is that Ali is someone who when she thinks someone's hot just sort of gets lost in their hotness and doesn't actually listen to anything that they've got to say she's so busy she does she gets completely (laughs) like "Ah," about their how good looking they are and doesn't actually pay attention to anything they say like that has happened more than once yeah. I, um I, I so that's I think that's how I read it. Yeah. And because I don't have a great ear for accents, he just sounded American to me. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I yeah. Either way. Yeah. He's, he says it strangely. But yeah, yes. he's uh establishes that she's hiring him to make someone jealous. Yeah. And he's like, Can you sit down? I'd like to get some info. Um and Ali's like, Well, how does this work? Like, do we just let ourselves be seen by him? And Kevin's like, Oh, and we're seen as affectionate. And Ali's like, Oh, and Kevin's like, it's not that complicated. And I was like, okay, well, he's a doctor. He's he's very good looking. So he's not likely to become jealous just by seeing me with a good looking man. And Kevin's like, okay, doctor, um, I'll be an actor then. And Ali's like, what? And he's like, well, men in the profession are more likely to be threatened by those in the arts. And he's like, so do you guys go to the same parties? And Ali's like, no, that's the problem. We don't really travel in the same circles. And she's like, you know what? On second thought, like, this is really silly. And Kevin's like, how do you feel about kissing? And Ali's like, sorry? And he's like, well, we're looking to make him jealous. It might involve you kissing me. Like, I'm feigning you might even want to sleep with me. And Ali's like, starts giggling nervously. And he's like, do you think you could do that? And then there's a gif moment of Ali hoovering his head up with a kiss. (laughs) And Ali's like, oh, I might be able to fake it. And Ali's got the horn for Kevin. I mean, I find it really funny. I don't know whether you picked up on this. Like, she's can't like she can't imagine a guy being insecure about his like because when she's because yeah. when he she talks about Greg, she's like, yeah. oh well, he's a doctor and he's handsome, so you know he, he might not get jealous simply by you know like it's, Easy, yeah exactly like. Yeah. She's so kind of like can't imagine someone else being or or someone like the way she views Greg yeah. being insecure yeah. enough to get jealous yeah. over it. I find that really interesting that she's okay. just like oh no he's too he's too stable like for that kind of uh emotion almost yeah yeah like it's weird yeah i not really thought about that but you're right that is weird um and so I'm, I'm just like everyone's a human being everyone. with with yeah you know tendencies to be like i don't 
Uh, I think it's very... She's just got a lack of um, awareness and empathy for other people. Like, yeah. to not realise that she's not special by feeling getting jealous. Insecure and yeah. jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone has the capacity... For it. For it. Yeah. Um, and just because you view them as successful and having nothing to worry about doesn't mean they're not worrying about something. Yeah, like, they, uh, don't, they, they don't have any insecurities because... Yeah what could they possibly be insecure about? And it's just and like... And it's just the lack of self-awareness to say that... To see that people could be looking at her thinking that. Exactly. Like, she's, she's... It's very odd. strange, yeah. It's almost... What's... Is it sociopath where you can't envisage other people's feelings? You only see your... Well, psycho... I, I think... Um, <laughs> I never it's difficult. know the difference. Well, I think experts don't actually know the difference. I think there's a real kind of argument amongst you know, people in uh, the mental sort of health... Psychology? Yeah, that that have very kind of differing opinions as to what actually separates a psychopath or to a sociopath, like, if anything. Oh, They might actually just be the same, like, two different names for the same thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I... But it is a trait of that where you just cannot like put yourself in someone else's shoes you cannot imagine yeah. that they have the same kind of feelings yeah. that you do yeah yeah interesting so back at her flat that evening or her apartment um ali is debriefing to renee in the kitchen and she's kind of in her pjs doing work at the table and um renee is like and he was that good looking and ali's like incredible it figures i'd have to rent him like it's <laughs> Um, and then Renee comes over with like mugs of tea and says, do you really think it's going to make Greg jealous? And Ali's like, I don't know, but if he has any interest and he sees me with this guy and Renee's like, but suppose Greg's involved with that woman that you saw him with. Um, and I was like, he's not. And she looks really pleased because she's like, I did some digging, aka stalking. And it turns out it was just a date. Um, and Renee's like, well, how do you get seen by him? And Ali's like, I don't know. That's the bit I can't figure out, Renee. And they both think about it. And then Renee goes, what about the Biscuit's birthday? You guys never celebrated it. And I was like, hang on a minute. Wasn't it a joint party? And also Barry White was there. <laughs> like, what? That seems like a celebration to me. Like, what was that if not a celebration? And this Annie in her head is like so self-involved that she's like, no, but that was my party. John just happened to be there. It's really weird that they've so just strange. come forgot about Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Annie's saying, like, we never celebrated it, even though she's forgotten that they actually did, saying because he hates it. And Renee's like, 35, he shouldn't get a choice. We could throw a little party for him and invite Greg to come over. I guess it's like, well, Greg never saw Barry White, so it's fine. <laughs> as far as he knows, we he never had a party. <laughs> <laughs> well, this whole ruse is ridiculous it is why would greg even give a shit i know well i uh, yeah this plays out but yeah the next day renee goes to john to ask him about it um and john is like raking his little weird miniature office japanese garden thing Thing. in his office and he's going absolutely not i no interest in celebrating birthdays especially my own birthday um, and Renee's like that's because you never like being the centre of attention but let's not forget about the change and the theme song to the change which is you turn my whole world around when Barry White <laughs> comes on and John looks up and Renee's like waggling her eyebrows at him and like and John's Bar- like considering and Barry's going <laughs> the way I walk the way I talk and then it kind of distorts and John goes no 
And Renee's like, John! And John's like, no. And Renee's like, all right, here's the thing. Actually, turns out, it's nothing to do with your birthday. <laughs> it's just that Annie wants to get back with Greg. Um, he's not interested, so we just need an excuse for her to be seen with a guy to make him jealous. And it's desperate, and it's childish, and it's stupid. All of the above, but we're doing it. And John's like doing a smile therapy style because he's like, you bitch, like this is nothing to do with me. And Renee continues by going like, and celebrating your birthday is the only thing we could come up with. <laughs> and then she's com- she looks at him like really confused at his face and why he's smiling. And then she's like, oh, the therapy smile, what? And John's like, you've got no interest in my birthday. This is all just a pretext. And Renee's like, exactly! So you're going to have to worry about being the centre of attention, John! And she walks around to his side of the desk. And she's like, it's just a big old scam to get Greg. And John's like, Renee, in theory, at least, we're supposed to be grown-ups. And Renee's like, yeah, but we're not clinging to that theory. And she's kind of sat on her his arm of um, his chair yeah. with her arm around him. And John's arguing, like, secondly, the idea that jealousy makes people more attracted... And then Nell walks in the office and Renee sees her, but John hasn't. Yeah. And when she sees Nell, she quickly shoves John's head in her bosom. So now he's all muffled and he's going, <laughs> I'm late for call. <laughs> and Nell is pissed off because she's like, hey. <laughs> and Renee's like, oh, hi, Nell. How's it going? And Nell's like, never mind how's it going. Get his head out of your breast. <laughs> and Renee's like, oh, sorry. And like... And Nell's like, what the hell is going on? And Renee's like, look at that, John. And she's like pointing at Nell. That's jealousy. That's what we need from Greg. And John's like, "Uh, uh, 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 I'm late. And then he like goes to leave and he walks past Nell and he's like, I'm late. (laughs) And Nell does not look impressed at all. (laughs) Yeah. Poor John. I know. Just a puppet for everyone else's like jealousy games. So, in court, Mrs. Mannix is on the stand being questioned by Richard, poor love. Um, And she's saying that she had suspected he was having an affair because she'd been smelling perfume on him. Um, She never asked him because she knew he'd deny it. Um, And and she said he'd deny it without putting any effort into it. Like, he didn't care what I thought. Um, And so, um, Richard asked her what happened that night. And Bonnie says, well, he told me he had to work late. And then I get a call from a friend of mine at 930 she's at the same party as him with this other woman and they're not even being discreet. Like, they're openly fondling and kissing each other. Um, And her friend told her that this had been going on for a while and that she didn't want to get involved, but because it had been so public, she just thought it was too Too much. much. Um, And so she called another friend of hers who works in construction and he came over with his crane and they sort of set up the piano porch thing. So then the... Opposing counsel crosses and is like, so you admit it, you intended to do this. And Bonnie's like, no. Bonnie's great because she's so sarcastic. She's like, no, I was just swinging a piano in the sky and it accidentally fell. Of course I did it on purpose. Like, <laughs> and and like the opposing counsel's like, and, and you are you claiming any kind of like diminished capacity? And Bonnie's like, well, committing 11 years of my life to him was diminished capacity. Flicking that button on the crane was an act of acute sanity. The only thing saner would have been to drop it on his head. And the opposing <laughs> counsel's like, well, that wraps that up. Like, <laughs> yeah. No further questions. I mean, the way she describes, like, what she was going through. Yeah. Like, the way he was treating her. Totally. Like, it's so cruel. Cruel. So, like, and I the would... fact that he can't see... 
the fact that the damage that she's done to his possessions is like nowhere near the damage no. that he's done to her like, emotionally. I think you could because de- you know how some uh, I've definitely heard of of things where people have had like a partner or a spouse that's cheating on them, and it's actually weirdly made their relationship better well this like, is what georgia was saying about billy and ali getting exactly. emotionally close yeah last it season. actually made their relationship better and whatever our successes and failures i want them to be out <laughs> yeah but it's that thing of like in this case that has absolutely not happened yeah for sure. he's been cruel yeah with his like affair yeah. and like I'd say it's emotionally abusive. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's just like, you obviously don't give a shit about her. Yeah, you could not care whether she knows or not that yeah. you are cheating yeah. on her. It's yeah, it's so, so horrible. Awful. And it's interesting that the law doesn't protect for that kind of damage. Like, property well, damage, you can quantify. <clears throat> you could put a price on when someone's done yeah. to damage your property. You can't really do that very well, well for emotional damage. Certainly... It's kind of priceless. This, well, in, right? in this country, like, domestic abuse, like, the term domestic abuse has now been expanded in the UK to include emotional abuse. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's that thing of, like, you would have to have a lot of evidence yeah. to because well, it's so that. hard to quantify yeah, and prove exactly. that's the thing. So you would have to have the presence of mind within your you know abusive relationship. Situation. Yeah. Like like you're being abused, uh, you would have to have the presence of mind to um start collecting and you know But it's amazing that we all agree that actually emotional damage is way more, um, way more uh, hurtful than any kind of physical or property damage or can be. Yeah. But because we can't quantify it easily, yeah, we we don't protect for it. Yeah, I think I think it's really well. I mean, yeah, certainly in regards to like destruction of property. Yeah, I'm just like. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't compare to emotional abuse. No, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, back at the office, Ling is pinning the hem of another dress that she's fitting on Georgia. And um, it's this black and gold pattern, fitted, backless, like, midi dress. And Georgia yeah. is absolutely delighted, like, shimmying around, saying, like, the best thing is I can move in it. And Ling's like, well, you've got to be able to move in this one. And then she's like, hold still and billy bursts in uninvited without knocking <laughs> as is his want yeah. and billy's like what the hell is this and george is like oh this isn't for litigating this is evening wear and billy's like uh as in lady of the evening and i'm like what the fuck Dick. billy i mean i mean funny but that dress yes it's sexy but it's not inappropriate for no. a party no, or what she's suggesting, you know. Yeah, evening wear, it totally fits into that that genre, genre. of, like, dress. It, yeah. Like, I wouldn't see someone wearing that and think, oh, well, clearly she's a sex worker. Yeah, like, I'd say, oh, clearly she's on her way to, like, a black tie a, a event. party, you know? yeah. Yeah, completely. <laughs> Not that sex workers can't wear black ties. But it's just that thing of, yeah, like... Like, Billy's insinuation by Lady of the Evening, which is hugely problematic, is that she looks cheap, slutty. Yeah. Like, just all the things that women are not allowed to be. (laughs) If they're married. Yeah. Yeah. If they're not married and he's on the prowl, 
be those things. Yeah, yeah. But as completely. soon as you've got a ring on your finger, like, you cannot be those. You're things. not allowed to be any of that. Yeah, he needs a good fucking reprogram. I he swear. needs a good fucking slap. Yeah. Actually. Well, anyway, Ling's like, "Hey, I designed this dress," and Billy's like, "Hey, I don't care." How do you wear a dress like that? And George is like, pretty damn well. <laughs> and she gets down off whatever step she's been on for Ling to be able to hem. Um, and she goes to put her shoes, her shoes on. on. And Billy's like, all right, all right, we're obviously going through a phase here. And George is like, no, the phase I was going through was this little corporate tressy thing. What I am, I can no longer deny. And she stands up and she's like, just a hair taller than him with the heels yeah. on. And she's like, oh, like standing, like... And, and Billy's like, and what are you? And I was like, too good for you, Billy. George goes, George goes, hot. And she saunters out. I actually went, woo! Yeah, I know, I know. I was so happy for But her. Billy runs after her, <laughs> taking his jacket off, because George is walking through the office and Billy catches up to her and shoves his jacket on her shoulders. Yeah. And George is like, I say I'm hot and you think I'm cold? And, and she, she like shrugs it off. <laughs> And Elaine sees her go past and it's like, whoa, Georgia. And Billy to Elaine just goes, never mind. <laughs> like, Billy, you can't stop the hotness. Yeah, like, your wife is hot. Like, suck it up. Be proud. <laughs> yeah, be happy. Like, what do you, what, I, oh my God. You can't stop the heart ever since the whole world began. Georgia knew that she could shake it and she'd shake up a man. So she's gonna shake it, Jimmy, it's the best that I can in a dress. You can't stop the heart. At first I was like, what are you talking about? You can't stop the heart. She's gonna be hot. You can't stop it. No, you can't put a jacket over that. And if you've got a problem with that, then you just need to go and... Be boring and not be married to her. Yeah, like, you need to... Uh. Anyway, John storms into Richard's office as Richard is sniffing his cigar case. <laughs> and John um, comes in. This is really funny. So, John comes in up to Richard and goes, John? And Richard looks confused and goes, Richard? <laughs> Peter McNichol just fucked up his line there and they just went with it because Greg German just dealt with it so well. Do you think... Maybe. I, I read that Maybe. as... He came in and was meant to say Richard, but he went, John. And, but because Greg German just... He just kind of went, no, Richard. Like, he just played it so well that they were just like, oh, no, we'll keep that take. Or do you think they meant they wrote it like that? I don't know. I can imagine it being like a... Yeah, a... a um, mistake that was well recovered. I'm by not sure. Greg Did Jones. you notice that? When I they didn't were, even know. Because I had to go back because I'd written John says John, and then I was like, that can't be right. And then well, I went back. I, I literally I've got this written down wrong. If that's what happened, because I've got Richard says John, and then John I'm says Richard. I'm going to show it to you because it's yeah. actually really funny. Okay, let me see. <laughs> Just Richard's reaction, like Greg German's reaction yeah. to Richard, yeah. is fucking hilarious. Let me show it to you. Richard. <laughs> but I don't think Peter McNichol might not even notice. 
Yeah, maybe it was that. that he'd said it the wrong that. thing. He yeah. thought, you know, like how you wrote it down and didn't even realise yeah. it was wrong. Like, it's just so, like, ingrained. Like, it's just like, you say it without thinking, you know? Yeah. And I don't think Peter McNichol noticed. No, it doesn't. When you look at his face. But the way Greg Gurman plays it, it's just so, like, no, spot Richard. on, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't written, that is amazing improvisation. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so completely, good. completely. But yeah, good catch. Um, it, uh, yeah, I went back because I was just like, wait, what? what? <laughs> and then I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah, so good. yeah. Anyway, John has come in, said the wrong name. Richard's been hilarious. Um, and John's saying that um, basically he thinks we, they need to push settlement because, you know, I know you need to follow her wishes as your client, but she dropped a piano on a Porsche and also the opposing counsel, Valerie Post, is a really good closer. Um, and John says, we've got to push settlement. And Bonnie comes in behind them <laughs> because John's saying that he's kind of persuaded everyone to come in and talk about settlement. And Bonnie's like, I, I don't. don't. And Richard and John just scream because they're startled and they didn't realise she'd come in. I love it any time John screams. It's so funny. He does the Peter just, McNichol. We should insert that here. I love it's it. It's so funny. Come in. Um, and when Bonnie sort of, after they scream, she's like, I don't want to settle. I won't pay him anything. And John's like, Bonnie, I know you were hurt by this man. But you're in no mood to copulate. I mean, capitulate. Uh, penis. I'm flummoxed. <laughs> <laughs> he stammers and ends on penis. Um, so, yeah, John's worried about how this case is going. He's not sure they've got a great yeah. shot. So he's just trying to get the best outcome for the client. But I, I don't think he realises that the outcome that Bunny... Bunny? <laughs> the outcome that Bonnie wants... She, uh, she almost doesn't care about the money it's no, like it's, she wants to have it's the emotional gratification yeah, of being able to stand up and and like, say, say you did this yeah. to me and i did this in return but only because you did this to yeah, me exactly you need to understand um so then ali comes out of the elevator with kevin and she's explaining to him the plan of this birthday party and that renee is on her way to ask him and elaine walks past and just kind of, she kind of inserts herself yeah. up against Kevin, even though there's she's plenty like, of room around like, them. Squeezed herself in between <laughs> Ali and Kevin. She's got like her back to like Ali's side. Like she's like, it, so her boobs. Yeah, are like, like she's Kevin. really pushing her boobs out um, as close as she can get to Kevin. It's Going so like, funny. who's this? And Ali's like, Elaine, this is Kevin, Kevin, Elaine. And, and Kevin offers his hand to like shake hands with Elaine. And Elaine shakes it and just goes, <laughs> and Ali's like, yes, Elaine, thank you for sharing. And Elaine's like, how about you sharing? And Ali's like, Ugh. and she kind of pulls Kevin past Elaine. Um, and Ali's like, never mind. And Elaine like bumps up close to him, so he has to squeeze between her and the messages. Desk. Well, yeah, she does that thing that she does sometimes. She has her hands up as if they're in like this confined space, even though uh, even though it's no, there's, there's all the space. Of space. <laughs> Yeah, but she's acting like they're in like some confined like cupboard or something, and he <laughs> like he's got to squeeze past her. She's like, oh, hands up, like pushing my boobs up, like yeah. hands in my hair, like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, like sexy ingenue kind of like yeah. oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> 
so funny. I love Jane Krakowski. She's so good. Um, so then Renee is with Greg at the hospital, um, asking him to this ridiculous I party. Mean. I mean, can you imagine having to be Renee and making that how embarrassing? To him? Because how do you sell that credibly? Well, she does it really well. Like she very much paints it like. John is this, I mean, it completely throws John <laughs> under the bus, but really paints it like John is this sad sap who has taken to Greg yeah, as a friend. Even though Greg's like, we've literally had a to each other. <laughs> and she's just like, oh no, well, he, he asked for you. Like, yeah. Um, so she's like, she's saying she's going to be an hour tops, like, don't worry about it. And Greg's like, tonight. And Renee's like, it would be so much to <laughs> And then Greg, like, smells a rat and he's like, it's, this isn't a plan to get me and Ali back together, is it? And Renee's like, no, she met somebody anyway. And Greg looks really sad and he's like, she did? And Renee's like, yeah, some actor. And, and Greg's like, well, look, I've hardly spoken three words to John Cage. And Renee's like, make it four, <laughs> So then Renee's back at Cage and Fish telling Ali what happened. Um, and Renee's like, he's saying he'll show. Um, and Ali's like, okay. And then she goes this is pretty dumb, isn't it? And Renee's like, I think this sets a record, actually. And then Ling comes up and uh, asks if he's coming. Renee's like, yeah, he is. She's wearing this black top, like, fashion moment, but in a bad way. Okay, like, wait for the jingle. So she's wearing this black top that's like, I think it's like a scoop neck with this horrible golden corset that, oh, like... Yeah stops just underneath the bus and yeah. then she's got like a black like jacket over the top it looks terrible <laughs> I'm just like who decided yeah it's odd it's a really odd look yeah and I don't remember it from the 90s I was so I'm just like wearing it but maybe I wasn't old enough to be wearing yeah, that I mean, sort of um, but yeah, um, Ling says, okay, well, we'll be downstairs. Kevin's ready. Um, and Renee says, do you really think this is going to work just from Greg seeing it with somebody else? And Ling's just like, science. And walks off. <laughs> I always wanted sure. to see like a Jesse, like, science, bitch! <laughs> from Breaking Bad. Um, but then Ali says, well, we did see how jealous Billy got when we saw me kissing Greg. And I was that like, ended so that well. was... <laughs> Billy is a completely different human to Greg. I don't think so. But anyway, she was about to continue, but then she looks down and she sees a woman's foot underneath the uh, like a, a nearby desk. And, and this, this foot's kind of brushed her foot. And Ali is like, what is going on? And she like silences Renee and like walks around the desk. And it turns out Elaine is just hiding <laughs> under it. And Elaine's like, oh, hi. I dropped my pencil. Have you seen it? Yeah. <laughs> is it me? Or is this played really weirdly in the episode? Because usually when Elaine is eavesdropping, yes. she's caught eavesdropping, it's played as a joke. Yeah. But in this, like, the music is not light-hearted. It's more, like, contemplative. Like, this is becoming a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> with how it usually is played yeah it's yeah really, yeah because it ends with like Ali looking like <laughs> what am I going to do with you like seriously in our next one to one we are going to have words <laughs> yeah you're this right this is music becoming is a problem yeah 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 <laughs> it's treated really seriously in a yeah. way that it just does 
never been before <laughs> and I don't think it is again it's How just weird. so weirdly played well you know it's one thing like you know hiding in toilet stools but to hide under a desk <laughs> debase yourself <laughs> like that but when Elaine very clearly will know exactly what is happening with Ali because she's talking about it openly in the office I know she could like, stand there yeah exactly like, to be like well this is just underhand Elaine hiding under a your desk. habit is getting out of control and very so strange at the bar Vonda is singing um, a Vonda original which we haven't had for a while a song called This Is Crazy Now um, okay. and Ling Elaine and Renee are sat at a table and Ali and Kevin like make an entrance like making a show of like holding hands yes. and sit down at their table um, and Ali's like where's John and Elaine's like oh he's in a settlement conference upstairs and Ali's like he's not even here <laughs> and Renee's like so what and Ali's like so what it's his birthday party if he's not even here and Kevin's like Ali the point is to draw Greg here it doesn't even matter whether John's here and Ali's like yes it does it has to at least look good and Kevin's like, calm down, let's practice nose nozzle. Did you notice that as Ali is going, yes it does, it has to, like, Ling looks at Kevin and, like, strokes her nose. Oh. And then Kevin, like, rubs his eyebrow in return. Oh. And I think it's, like, code. I think Ling is being, like, oh, distractor with that. a nose nozzle. Yeah. And then him rubbing the eyebrow is like, okay. Wow, I did not notice that. Yeah. Wow, that's good. But yeah, like they, yeah, Ali like gets out of her head and like leans into nose nozzle. And I did notice that Ling looked happy when that happened, yes, but I didn't yeah. realise that she'd instigated it. No, she, uh, I definitely think Clever. she was sending a message to Kevin yeah. being like, do this. And he was like, okay. <laughs> so they do their nose nozzle and Renee's like, oh, that's good. I'm so jealous. Like, she's so <laughs> like, really sarcastic. And Ali's like, quiet. And Ling growls at Renee. And then Billy and Georgia come in, and Georgia's wearing her new Ling design with like a jacket Black over and gold, it. Yeah. Um, uh, and Billy's like, "Hey, what's up?" And Ali's like, "They don't need to know." And Ling's like, "Oh, we're celebrating John's thirty-fifth birthday." And Georgia's sitting down, going, "Well, wasn't that a month ago?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And also, Barry, Barry White. Was there. <laughs> I wonder if they filmed this before the Barry White episode, and they didn't know they'd get Barry White, and it would end up being such a moment. I don't. I don't know. It doesn't it's make weird. any sense. Yeah. They've all like forgotten. <laughs> it's like Barry White, like that's one of those like men in black things. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was never here. I was never here. This never happened. Um so then Georgia asks where John is, and then we cut to John getting out of the elevator at the office where Richard and Bonnie are waiting for him. Um and John said he's here. And Bonnie's really frustrated and being like, I told you, I don't want to settle. Why do I have to keep repeating it? Am I not making myself clear? And she, like, has turned away from them in frustration. Yeah. And then Richard and John kind of run around to the side that she's now facing. And John's like, the problem is, you made it clear to the jury. And Bonnie turns around, like, oh, the other way again. Yeah. Um, and John's like, the car's got a stated value of 170 grand. The piano goes for over 100 now the prospect of punitive damages looms like a buzzard and they like run around to where she's turned to face yeah. and john says i'm telling you we want to settle and bonnie turns around away from them again and is like you told me we'd win and then richard says i realize this bonnie but what you have to understand is and they kind of run around to where she's facing again <laughs> I promise victory to every new client. It's how I get the business. And there's two cowbells and Bonnie turns away again. 
And John's like, all we're asking is that we get in a room together and explore a settlement. And they kind of go round to where she's turned to and go, can we at least do that? So yeah. it's kind of a funny scene because she keeps turning away from them yeah, and they keep they running around. Keep running around yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, they're really they uh, they really don't fancy their chances at this lawsuit no. because they think she's basically admitted that she did it. So there's well, no I think, coming back from that. I think they think she comes across as unsympathetic as well. Yeah. Because she shows no remorse yeah. for, for doing it. Yeah. Which, yeah, fair enough. She shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. But also she doesn't seem... I don't think she's necessarily shown how hurt she was. Like, just how she damaged she's, just, she's been Instead by. she's shown anger. Yeah. She's shown she's pissed. Yeah. Which is not the same. The same thing. And also a jury, I think from a lawyer's perspective... A jury doesn't respond in the same way to an angry woman versus a sad, upset, sad yeah, woman. Yeah. Um, so I think they're trying to get the best possible outcome yeah. by settling. Yeah. Um, so back at the bar, neither John or Greg are there. And Annie's getting worried because she's like, it's 8.30, he's not going to show. And, and Kevin's like, look at me, even if he does show, this isn't going to work unless you concentrate on me. So forget about Greg either way. And then Greg walks in and Renee's like, there he is! <laughs> Don't be too obvious. Yeah. And like, like, yeah, because Annie immediately like throws her hands over Kevin like, and, and wraps her arm around yeah. him. And, and Renee's like, Don't be too obvious. And so Kevin's like, Kevin's pretty good at his job because he's been yeah. really calm with her, being like, okay, so the plan is first let him wonder whether or not we're together. And then slowly, and Elaine's like, he's coming. And Annie, Annie just snaps and it's like, just everybody act natural, damn it. <laughs> and Renee's like that's natural and Annie and Renee are both like quiet, quiet. <laughs> and then we see that Greg has a woman with him yeah and Billy is like wow who's she well because she's this gorgeous black woman in like a coral dress she looks like, great she's beautiful but of course it's going to be Billy that points that out yeah he's like wow wee humming a humming a and Annie <laughs> Annie is absolutely gobsmacked because she's like, he brought a date? And Renee's like, that bastard. And Greg walks up being like, hey, everybody. And everyone's like, hey. And, and Greg goes, this is my friend Kimber. And Annie's like, Kimber? She just says her name in a really so, shitty I, I way. I know, it's like, horrible. Kimber, Kimber. And I'm like, all right. Calm down. Kimber. And then everyone looks at her and she's like, that's such a pretty name. Hi, I'm Ali. And Kimber's just like, Kimber. And Ali, yeah, Kimber just shakes her hands like, Kimber. And Ali's like, and this is Kevin, Kevin, Kimber. <laughs> and that's Greg. They sh- Greg and Kevin shake hands. Um, and Renee's like, oh, sit, sit. And Greg's like, oh, where's John? And she's like, oh, he's stuck in a meeting. He'll be down in a second. And, and Greg sits down and goes, Billy, long time no see. And Billy's like, yeah. And I'm like, hashtag awkward. Yeah, I know. And then Ali goes, like, to Kevin, like, an aside. She's like, Kimba rhymes with Bimba. <laughs> and it's just like... So unnecessary. Okay, you need to, you need to calm down. <laughs> you need to calm down. <laughs> you need to too loud. <laughs> but, like... Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. That would be me in this situation. But Kevin is just like, just look at... Because also when she's being shitty and making these shitty comments to like, Kevin... She's not... She looks really mean and ugly. Yeah. Like, not attractive. Not something that you'd be like, oh, I miss that. I miss you that. Know? Yeah, exactly. So Kevin is like, look, just concentrate on me and smile and like have a good time with me. 
Because that's what's easy yeah, to miss. Yeah, know? exactly. Um, and Elaine is just in between all of this being like, I smell a great evening. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that line. It's so funny. It's because it's true. She's just like, all oh, my dreams <laughs> are coming true. She's like, is it my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> completely. Completely. Um, so back at the settlement conference in the conference room, John is saying, look, uh, the thing about lawsuits, especially divorce ones, is that more often than not, it's about you two trying to get at each other rather than trying to work it out. But you're not going to be happy just getting at each other. And Bonnie's like, well, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Mannix is like, great, say it on the record. And Bonnie's like, I did. I've taken your cue and I've decided to be out in the open about everything. And Michael's like, here we go. And Bonnie's like, yeah, here we go. This is me being the nag again. And they just start talking over yeah. each other. And John's like, quiet. And they both shut up. And John almost seems stunned that that worked and then there's things to him. But, like, yeah, it's not going well. It is not. Uh, Back in the bar, Greg is telling a story about, um, well, some kind of medical (laughs) thing that meant that, you know, some kind of sex slash medical thing, like, oh, are you checking my ass? Send me flowers first. (laughs) And Georgia and Billy are laughing and Elaine's going, like, all very happy to have Greg back in the room. And then... To Kevin, Ali just turns to him with a face like a smacked ass, being like, he's having a great time. And Kevin's like, or he's pretending to. And he looks over and Greg is like <laughs> giggling into his drink with Kimber. And then he goes, well, actually, I think he is having fun. <laughs> and Ali's like, this isn't working. And Kevin's like, can you sing? And Ali's like, what? And he's like, can you sing? And she's like, well, little, like a little bit. And he's like, come with me. Trust me. And she like, Aladdin, like, do you trust me? (laughs) (laughs) And she gets up and follows him and Elaine turns to Renee and is like, what is going on? And Renee's like, I've got no idea. And Georgia turns to Elaine and Renee because obviously she's completely in the dark. And it's like, is Annie with this guy? And Elaine's like, no, he's rented. She's just trying to make Greg jealous. Georgia is like, oh. (laughs) And then Georgia looks at Greg making out with Kimber and she's like, it's working. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, the thing, is I'm, I'm really funny how Elaine is not troubling to get my <laughs> voice down. I'm like, Greg is at the same table as me. She's like, no, he's ranting. She's trying to make Greg jealous. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. Well, Renee is saying to Ling, like, I think your idea flops. And Ling's like, why are they leaving the table? They can't be seen together if they leave the table. And Elaine is talking to Greg and it's like, oh, you trimmed your moustache and Greg's like yeah Kimber says it tickles her and Elaine goes oh and then to herself she goes that's gonna be fun to repeat (laughs) (laughs) and then this music starts and it Ali and Kevin are on stage singing dream 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 when I want you in my arms when I want you And I a child's whenever I want you All I gotta do is dream Dream, dream, dream I love that song It reminds me of Ruddy and Carson Yes, that's it yeah. I knew you were going to say that I love that film It's a great film Yeah um, But it's by the Everly Brothers It'll be on our Spotify season 2 playlist Just look for bygones on Spotify Love it Yeah um, A written <laughs> They're on stage. Annie can hold a tune, but she's not a great singer. No, but 
she sells it really well on this because I think she's well, really, very cute. Yeah, she's being very cutesy and like adorable, and yeah. I think and I think it is something that does get on under Greg's skin, well, as we'll see. Yeah, Renee is like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> And Elaine leans forward to Renee and is like, this is what the bastard did to her last year on her birthday. And then she goes, with you! <laughs> and Renee just looks like, great, thanks for reminding Bring me. Bringing that up, yeah. yeah. Um, and Greg looks sad, slash kind of pissed yeah. at it. But um, <laughs> Ling's like, oh, look, he doesn't like it. And then Greg goes, I've got to hit the John. And he gets up and leaves. And Renee is like smirking. And Elaine's like, he's upset. This is great. He's upset. <laughs> and she turns to Kimber, who's sitting on the other side of her, and puts her arm around her. And it's like, what are your thoughts, Kimber? And then Ali and Kevin continue to do this incredibly PG-13 cutesy flirty yeah. duet. And Ling is like, great. This is all working very well. Brilliant. I don't know about you. I really did not like the moment where Elaine put her arm around Kimber and was like what are your thoughts Kimber like it felt proper mean girls yeah like yeah nasty thing to do because Kimber doesn't deserve any of this she Kimber just, doesn't she just walked yeah, into exactly. like she, she thought just... she was on a date with this hot guy yeah and suddenly there's this hornet's nest I know like, like I feel really sorry for her yeah, like she totally. does not deserve being treated like that I know it's 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 not nice it's really mean yeah so back in the conference room, uh, Michael's saying, why should I settle for less? Like, I can get punitive damages. I should be getting more. And John's like, no, you've not beaten us. Um, and Michael's like, yeah, I have. That's why we're here. They know they're beaten. And Richard's like, we don't know that. And the opposing counsel's like, okay, hold on. Mr. Cage, I've got to admit, I'm confused. You've called us here for a settlement conference where obviously your client has no That's interest not in settling. Settle, yeah. um, and John's like, well, my feeling is if we can get them to establish some dialogue. And Bonnie's like, who said we wanted dialogue? And John's like, well, you're telling me that. And Bonnie's like, me? And John's like, yeah, when you come in here all clenched, refusing to consider a settlement, that tells me it's not about the merits. And Bonnie's like, I didn't say anything about the merits. I'm telling you, I want him to hurt. And Johnny's like, I'm telling you, it's time to get past that. And Bonnie's like, and this is where we get her emotion. She yeah. goes, I'm not going to get past it. I'll never get past it. This didn't even bother you. It wasn't with some heavy heart that you had an affair. It didn't even bother you. Like my feelings didn't warrant getting upset about. You humiliated me, Michael, in front of friends. I want you to hurt. If that sounds vindictive, I don't care. 11 years of marriage in you. It should have hurt. You don't think I was sorry? I made it so easy for you, didn't I? She's crazy. That's what you can tell your friends. She's crazy. Dropped a piano? Must have been tough being married to her. She's crazy. You got out without anybody ever. I made it easy. I'm not making it easy anymore. And I'm like, good for you, Bonnie. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, you completely sort of sympathise with her, like, in that moment, just because yeah. you're just like, yeah, like, you piece of shit, you treated her like she was, like, nothing you while you went across 
caused about, this. Yeah. And you have the audacity to sue her. Yeah. Like for you what's happened. Scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Fuck you. Yeah. Go and fuck yourself. And what really upsets me is that as a as the woman, because a lot of jury going to trial in front of a jury is about optics and how it yeah. looks. And as a woman, you're really between a rock and a hard place because if you come across as too angry, they don't feel sorry for you. Yeah, you don't get anything. You, yeah, because but you you can you have to, to look cry like, yeah. and show your hurt and show your feelings to get anyone to sympathise with you. And actually, that's not necessarily the forefront of your mind. You forefront of your mind is you are pissed. Yes, you, you're hurt, you, you, but you're angry, and you have every right to be angry yeah. at being sued. Yeah, but she feels like if she shows that, that means she's. D- like damaging the case, yeah, which is yeah. why they're in this setting. Yeah, exactly. It's really shitty. It is. It is. Um. Anyway, back in the bar, <laughs> <laughs> Ali and Kevin have come down from the stage and back to the table. And Georgia said they were great. Um. Renee's like, I can't believe you did that. Um. And Elaine's like, and guess who just suddenly had to go to the bathroom? And Ling's like, never underestimate the power of green. And Ali's like, did he leave the restaurant? And they're all shrugging like, maybe. Uh. But then, music kicks in, and Greg is on stage singing, singing Your Precious Love by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. And Ali's like, oh, gee. And obviously, Greg is amazing at singing. Of course. So this Insert. is a trap card. <laughs> Insert singing. Here. Yeah. <laughs> to keep me in love with you. And with every passing minute, Obviously, it's a duet. So he comes forward towards Kimber and he crouches down during the kind of Marvin Gaye part. And then he kind of gives his hand to pull her to stand. And when it gets to the female Tammy Terrell part, he gives the mic to Kimber. And my God, Kimber can sing. Amazing. So good. So good. Yeah, yeah, completely. And Annie just looks daggers as the whole bar just erupts into a Everyone's loving it in the bar apart from Annie. And they, they both make their way to the stage and they kind of do this, like, if Annie's just PG-13, this is, like, bumped up, like, yes. X-rated. Yeah. Um, it's not X-rated, but they are very sexy. Yeah. And Annie's just like, she sings great. Of, of course. course. <laughs> and Elaine's like, it just gets <laughs> and Renee is just looking like I told you this was a bad idea. And Ling looks annoyed. And Annie just does this <laughs> smile therapy. Well, smile. she's literally like <laughs> grinning and bearing it. Yeah, like, like gritted much. teeth. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um. So then George. <laughs> Oh, I don't God. know how many of these martinis that George has had, but she's sipping a martini and she turns to Billy and goes, "Do you think maybe I should sing?" And Billy's like, excuse me. <laughs> and she takes her jacket off, showing the full splendour of her sexy dress. And she's like, they're letting people sing tonight. I'd like to. And Billy's like, Georgia, you, you can't, can't sing. sing. And Georgia's like, I can 
thing with back up. And Billy's like, you do not want to get up there. And I promise it has nothing to do with the dress. And George is like, can't you support me in anything? <laughs> and in a way, I'm with her. Like, fine, get up and sing, George. If that makes you feel good, do it. Spread your wings. Yeah. At the bar, Ali's getting a drink. And Greg comes up behind and asks to add a beer to it. And he says to Ali, like, I'm, I'm going to pay for it. And Ali's like, no, that's okay. And she goes, good song. And Greg's like, you too. And they're like, so how you been? And they're like, fine, good. <laughs> Glad they hear it. And then Ali just goes, that's a rude. You really have to bring a date here? You knew I'd be here and you bring a date. Who's, who's what? A professional singer? And Greg's like, uh, you brought a date. And it's like, well, there was no proof that I knew you'd be here. You knew I'd be here. And Greg's like, no proof, Renee's your roommate, she asked me to come. And Ali's like, well, it was still rude. And Greg's like, how's that beer coming? <laughs> and the bartender gives it to him. And Ali's like, so is anything on her real? And Greg's like, oh, that's nice, you know. Yeah. Why am I here? And Ali's like, you tell me. And he's like, no, you tell me. And the music is kicking in as they are arguing. And he's like, I get lured to some birthday party. Where the hell is John Cage anyway? And Ali's like, hey. And they are interrupted. <laughs> By Georgia singing You Don't Have to Say You Love Me by Dusty so badly. badly. Oh, God. I cannot stress how bad this is. is wincing including Vonda well the entire bar is like dumbfounded yeah. that this terrible singer has got up to sing this is the most acting Vonda's done all season because Vonda is just like Ugh! what's happening and when she gets to the chorus Vonda's like everybody sing along I mean <laughs> stroke of genius from Vonda to be like let's cover up Georgia's terrible singing yeah. like everyone singing along with her <laughs> Georgia and just basically drowns her out. Yeah. Billy is just drinking his drink like fuck's sake. But and what I love is that they they're, they're singing it at a slightly quicker pace. Yeah, to get through yeah, it. To get it yeah, down. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it gets to the next chorus and Vonda's like, again! And they all sing again. Her. And poor Georgia, but everyone applauds at the end. And yeah. Georgia's like, thank you, thank you. Okay, so seeing how you all like that one so much, let's do another one. And they're all as a band are like, oh. <laughs> and son of a preacher man kicks in <laughs> and she sings one line and then everybody starts singing <laughs> yeah. Billy Ray was a preacher son when his daddy would visit he'd come along leaves the bar and goes back to the table yeah. at that point because obviously they're not going to get any talking done um, while everyone was singing at Georgia <laughs> um, bless her 
had cotton <laughs> socks. I love her. She's so. Well, you I take Jordan to karaoke. I know. I, I just think it's just so cute how like she has not cottoned on. No, she's like, like I never was. She's like, oh, I am great. Okay, wrong. Billy is wrong about many things, but not about this, sadly. Um, So the next day in court, the opposing counsel and John are doing their closing arguments, so clearly they didn't come to an agreement on the settlement. No. Um, So the opposing counsel basically says that um, she knew what she was doing, she did it on purpose, she was being malicious, she destroyed his most valued possessions to hurt him. It's not a question of liability, so it's a question of damages. Um, So we need you to put a price on that. Um, and John closes saying, Love hurts. <laughs> Not like I that. Know, buddy. <laughs> no, he doesn't say any of that. I wish he had. He starts by saying, Love hurts. Was it mature? No, of course not. But we don't attach maturity to the definition of love. It's irrational and it's passionate. Um, and grown ups are often reduced to children, but we all play little games. We try to make our partners jealous. We want them to hurt when they hurt us. Um, it has nothing to do with behaviour typically reserved for adults. Did she go too far? Yes, of course she did. But consider what he did. Now, she's not allowed to sue him for what he did because in no fault states you can't consider his blame. He can have affairs and he can ruin a marriage and he can lie and he can cheat and deceive and we're not allowed to blame him because those are marital acts. But I'll tell you, drop one little piano on a Porsche and here he comes suing for emotional distress, punitive damages... Now, maybe we can't hold this lying, cheating, philanderer <laughs> liable in a court of law, but we would be damn fools to reward him, wouldn't we? He betrayed her heart and he's in here crying about his Steinway. Yes, she was immature, she was childish. Go so far as to call her a vandal if you want, but what's he? And I was like, yes, good yeah, point. Good stuff. So Greg has come to Ali's office, which I'm like, that's nice of you, Greg, because you could have just walked away and dusted your hands again. Like, I am done, like, you know, with this shit show. I feel like Greg is maybe a glutton for punishment at this point. <laughs> right. Um, so he knocks on her door, which is the respectful way to enter a room, really <laughs> take notes. Um, and he's saying, like, we never finished our fight. Um, and I was like, what? Are we fighting? Like, playing dumb. And uh, he says, I can't be sure, but is there a little bit of game playing going on here? Um, he's like, I've got to get back to my shift, but how about we get a cup of coffee later and talk? Um, and Ali's like, yeah, sure. Um, and Greg's like, okay, I'll call you. Um, and Greg leaves, um, and as he gets into the door, uh, sorry, as he gets to the door, Elaine nearly runs into him, but he leaves, and Elaine comes in and is like, well... And Ali's like, well, I guess jealousy does work. We're having coffee. And Elaine's like, congratulations, Ali. You got him the old-fashioned way. Manipulation. (laughs) And then Kevin arrives at the door with Ling to, like, find out how everything went and, like, follow up. Um, And Ali's like, success. He just asked me out. And Ling's like, he did? That's fantastic. And Kevin's like, great. And Ling's, like, hugging Kevin and being like, my star. Yeah, and Ali looks really, like, annoyed that Ling is, is... Touching her, Kevin. Yeah. Um, and Kevin's like, well, I guess my work is done. And Ali's like, well, can I speak to you for a second? Um, and Ling's like, well, don't keep him too long. I've got another job for him. And Ali's like, you do? And Ling growls. And she's like, okay, all, all right. Um, and Elaine is staring at Kevin. And Ali's like, Elaine? And Elaine's like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> and does that, like, brushing tightly past him for no reason. And then leaves. 
Um, and Ali closes the door and she's like, oh, so what are you doing now? Are you moving on to your next desperate woman? And Kevin's like, you're not desperate, Ali. Um, and I say, like, oh, so we got it done without even having to fake a kiss, huh? And she says, listen, I know this was just a job, but how do I say this? I'm hitting on you. And I'm like, what? I know. You've just got Greg back where you want him. Well, this goes to show that it's not, it, it, this is all Ali, this is just, it's not... I'm so angry. I, it, but it just goes to show that her problem is not... Dr. Get, Butters does not deserve No, he doesn't. Like, he is, I, I don't know why he's been, like, lured back. I don't know what it is. Like, it's completely nonsensical. But it's just that thing of, like, to me it goes to show, like, it doesn't... Ali's problem is not about needing a man. Yeah, Ali's problem is having Ali. a man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ali's problem is much deeper than I just want a man to love me. Yeah. Like, it is not that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Kevin's like, um, listen, and Ali's like, I'm not as neurotic as I seem. And then she says, well, actually, I am. I hired you to get Greg and now I have a crush on you. But see, I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> like, I would love, no. I would love to use that as an excuse. Like, the thing is, I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> well, Kevin's like, the thing is, I'm not allowed to date clients because Ling would just fire me. And I'm like, but I'm not a client anymore. I can clear it with Ling. And Kevin's like, well, also, I care about being professional and yeah. it would be unprofessional. Yeah. And Anna's like, oh, okay. It's just I'm nearing 30, so I take chances. And Kevin's like, well, I'm really flattered and you can always hire me again. And Ali's <laughs> like, well, yeah, there's that. And Kevin's like, okay, bye. And he turns to leave. And then just before he leaves, she's like, oh, hell. She just grabs his arm and pulls him into a kiss and then goes, just testing the merchandise. And I was like, ooh. This is my... Yes! Objection! I put yuck, but yeah, Yeah, I really didn't like this yeah. moment. He is not merchandise. No. And he looks super awkward he afterwards. because she's just forced herself yeah, on Yeah, because like... Imagine if the genders were reversed. Yeah. These jobs, like, you know, I don't know whether you could definitely call his work sex work. Maybe I it's don't know not sex work, but it's in that like it's arena. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but these kinds of jobs have really super clear boundaries yes. because they have to. Yes. And Ali just completely violated that. So and it just shows a complete lack of respect no for him there. and for his job. Like he was doing a job. He yeah. is not interested. He has made it very clear. fucking clear. Yeah. In that little conversation you just had where yeah. you floated the idea that you date he's made it he's super like, no, clear that that's not gonna happen yeah. that he's not, not interested. interested but yeah, and she yet doesn't get consent and just and is then like herself. oh i just testing merchandise it's like no no he's you don't get to do that no yeah it's just horrible it was awful i'm glad you objected yeah to that. it was unacceptable because there is a problem like people feel entitled to uh, people in those roles, even when kind of, yeah. they're, what they're asking for is not in the job description. Yeah, you have not um, 
You, but just because you he was not... saying you might have to kiss in the course of the role, yes. that is different. Yeah, that completely. doesn't give you carte blanche to kiss in no. whatever the fuck you want. Like these roles, like you negotiate and terms. Uh, yeah, terms around this kind of stuff. Like so, you know exactly you as the the worker know exactly what is expected of you and for what price yeah and you as a consumer know exactly what you're getting and for what price right like it is super detailed and like the kind of terms and conditions of this yeah and you've just like trampled all over that because you have you've suddenly got a little crush yeah and you want to test the merchandise like gross gross. yeah yeah Yeah. so back in the courthouse the verdict's back and they've found in favor of michael mannix and they but they order the defendant bonnie mannix to pay damages in the amount of 35 cents (laughs) (laughs) which i thought was hilarious um incredible i love when she turns around can we appeal bonnie bless her didn't want to pay him a fucking cent so she's like not happy but they explained to her john and richard are like we won they've just basically called him a shitbag yeah it was a good result and then john goes now give me the keys and he's like what keys and he's like to the crane i know you have them and she's like gets them out of her bag and gives them to him and she's like thank you and John's like you need to move on now and he reaches for the keys but she won't let go (laughs) and eventually she does and John's like really which is like you crushed his Porsche next best thing to his penis bygones and John's like yeah it's time sooner or later you have to grow up even emotionally it's time I don't like that he's framed no. it as like this was her being like super immature. immature. It's like, well, I don't think it that is, it is. But adults are immature sometimes, and they have a right to be. I, I but I, I don't think that. Um, I don't know. I, I think there's something really judgmental about framing that as being immature. Well, I think I think what they mean, as in the opposite to that, would be mature, and the mature response would be to not lash out. Um, but I think there's a read you can put on using those terms, as in mature and immature, that is judgmental, and that's what makes it difficult. Yeah, I just I'm just not keen on yeah. his way of framing it. Yeah. Um, so back in Ali's apartment she's discussing this whole situation with Renee um, and Renee's like you fucking what mate (laughs) (laughs) she's like you want Greg back but you fell for rent a date and Ali's like don't make fun of the ill Renee I'm making progress are you (laughs) opening up my heart at least and Renee's like yeah and it's working like an esophagus and they giggle and Ali's like can you believe it and Renee's like seriously you'd rather go out with Kevin than Greg and I was like right like, what? Um, and Renee's like, but Kevin can't or doesn't want to go out with you. So basically, you're still stuck in no man's land. And Ali's like, oh, and you're laughing. And Renee's like, so are you. And Ali's like, I admit it, I'm hopeless, but it is funny. And then Renee's <laughs> like, like the tagline for the show. Yeah. Like, I admit it, I'm hopeless, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a t shirt. <laughs> Um, Renee sniggers and Ali's like shut up and then Renee starts going bye bye love she starts singing and Ali throws a cushion at her but then she joins in as they stand up and they start dancing around the living room as Vonda kicks in with the song and that's how the episode ends with Ali being hopeless and absolutely but funny (laughs) 
so yeah, there you go. That was the green monster. Uh, I think that should be the tagline for the show. I admit it, I'm hopeless, but it's funny. <laughs> A manifesto we can all get behind. Retrial. Manix versus Manix. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, I think we've made it pretty plain. Uh, it sounds like he would like being emotionally abusive was a part of his cheating. Yeah. So yeah, let her smash all the stuff she wants, and he can go cry to someone who gives a shit about it. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> like, seriously, go cry to your mother because I don't care. <laughs> I think the jury did the right thing, like exactly, but. I'm not sure why they made her pay 35 cents. Like, I would have made it one cent. I don't know if there's like some rule that it means that. Yeah, maybe there's like a minimum a payment. Yeah. Um, but I was like, 35 is too much. Like, <laughs> give him the shit off my shoe. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think anything below a dollar is fine. Yeah. That's fine. Verdict of the week. The jury's back. So. So. Billy is guilty for all Oh, Billy! I am okay. your husband, yeah. so you can only wear clothes that I approve of. Oh, for of. sure, he's a dick. Uh, like, she is literally his property, like we said earlier. Like, you sad, possessive... Strange little man. Jealous little boy, is <laughs> yeah. what I'd call him. Um, but also, I don't like how the show sets up this subplot, only for it to seem, like, to fizzle out. Because by the end, they seem to be, like, like on reasonably good terms. Billy and Georgia when they're at the bar. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's, it's weird. Like, I, it never gets... It feels like... I wonder, actually, uh, maybe I'm giving too much credit to the show, but I wonder whether the show is, like, making a comment on how, like, some relationships can only are only able to continue because they sweep the arguments they can't resolve, like, under the carpet and just act like everything's fine to the outside world. I mean, not giving too much away, no spoilers for the future, but I do think this becomes a trend, like Billy. It's it's just another symptom of Billy controlling Georgia, and he's always done that. Well, I mean, I'll have more to kind of say on this, because I know what happens in the next episode, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And I I think, that although they don't resolve it in this, which I feel is a bit weird that we have no, just, even if it's not an overall resolution, yeah. just some kind of, yeah. like, sort of Something that made. makes sense for them to then be happy at, at, the, at bar the bar together. together. Yeah. I, think, I, I think they do sweep stuff under the rug, though. They've always done yeah. that. Yeah. But I, I do, I do think that, yeah, this, obviously I think this continues to play out. Yeah. But like I say, I just, I feel like there's a scene missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might to take to get from. cut to yeah. make time. That's what it feels yeah. like, you know? So I find Ali guilty for fucking about with Greg. I know. Like, you got him back and you kissed fucking Trump supporter Kevin. I know the character's <laughs> not a Trump supporter, but he might as well be. But also... This is the last appearance of Greg Butters. Is it? So, and uh, this is his last appearance, and this is how she's going to let him leave? Like, Oh, my 
God. Unacceptable. What a dickhead. Unacceptable. I... What the fuck? Yeah. I can't believe the show has done that to Greg Butters. Greg Butters! Greg motherfucking Butters! <laughs> Greg Sexy Butters! Sex- oh. I'm Greg Sexy Butters! Yeah! Um, I'm gonna miss him. <laughs> I mean, I think that's like horrible. Yep. Awful. So Ali is guilty as fuck. It's her See, fault. I thought it was going to continue to play out, maybe. No, I looked clearly, it up. Clearly not. There's no more Greg. Can we just light a candle for Greg? Well, hopefully <laughs> he will, Kimber will still be around and they can go off and make lovely music together. Yeah. Among other things. <laughs> I hope so. He just, he, I don't want him to be with Ali. No. He's too good for her. Yeah, completely. She, so. she is like such a mess. Yeah. Like, she clearly doesn't know where she's coming or going. No. And it's only Greg that's going, so please, thoughts and prayers at this difficult time. <laughs> okay. okay. So how did you guys feel about that episode? Um, are you sad about Greg leaving? Um, do, are you mad at Billy? Do you love George's sexy ass in that dress? Let us know. <laughs> we are on Twitter at Bygones Podcast. Facebook at Bygones, uh, search for Bygones Podcast, uh, Instagram at Bygones Pod, or you can email us, uh, bygonespodcast at gmail.com. Um, and if you really love us, don't forget, you can get all kinds of bonus content. We're going to do that live stream if you're at John Cage level over on Patreon, um, where, you know, our first tier starts at $1 a month, which is really nothing if you think about it. It's about the amount that Miss Mannix had to pay in damages. So, you know, uh, uh, why not why not <laughs> um you get our access to our content early and all um lots of other bonus stuff and all our gratitude yes we love it yes. um but until next time bygones Bye.